0: up everyone and welcome to episode 229 of the Justin inside podcast a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and their journey through it but you will know all too well if you're a regular listener of the show that this week we are doing a tradition which is i've been invited into my lovely lovely brother's house and we're going to discuss our favorite records of the year so introducing my wonderful brother adam birkbeck Hello. Hello. How are you going, All right? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad.
1: Cool.
0: Um, obviously, I think this is like the fourth or fifth year we've done yeah, this now. Yeah. No,
1: yeah, which... it's
0: a nice little word
2: tradition, isn't
0: it? And um, actually, getting it out before the end of the year as because well, I think last year I had to do it in January because just times of when we actually recorded, yeah, didn't work out and shit. But... That's cool.
1: It gives like <clears throat> enough time to let the year finish out properly, and we've got a a good read of what we've. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Say, you know?
0: Um, but before we obviously get into all the records and everything, what, how was your 2022, like music wise, like not necessarily like in albums, but just in terms of like going to shows and things like that, was there any particular highlights or anything?
1: Um, well, in terms of music, I think we've been spoiled again. Like I had a hard time on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shows, do you know what? I'm drawing a blank at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what, what? been to quite a lot together haven't we yeah outbreak outbreak awesome. yeah yeah outbreak was incredible actually i was really impressed with how well organized like the whole <laughs> the whole um golden, mosh, mosh, mosh place, place or whatever it was the, mo- the golden mosh ticket um but you know we laughed at first but it, it made sense yeah yeah me, really um what else what else was there I'm trying to think off the top of my head oh um old mangolin was great yeah that finally was... like i've been in, Waiting to see that band since so I was seriously like nineteen. Yeah, yeah. So that was awesome. It was good, it was good to hang out with them as well. I was gonna so... say you got hard
0: started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
1: can't. I can't really jog in my memory. The Most recent one I went to was um... oh no, wait, I actually did part of my list. <laughs> um, Fair enough. How about yourself? Um,
0: I think Outbreak was a as a clear highlight. Like finally seeing Drain, which was mm-hmm. fucking amazing seeing ceremony again and like (sighs) that that speech from like anthony was just amazing yeah goosebumps um seeing fiddlehead twice uh was was pretty cool because obviously they have a very soft spot in my heart um seeing clipping which was fucking Insane because it was in a really small venue in Bristol, mm. and you've got like a Broadway singer like just rapping. I had a
1: complete, I'll, I'll hold my hands up, I had a complete revelation on that recently. Yeah. Because I, 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 I messaged you. Yeah, like, yeah. I had yeah. absolutely no fucking idea that was him. Yeah. 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 It's, like, it's something like that is do something I'd like wouldn't slip by me. But... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which really, like, I've, I said to you, I was like, I'm so
0: surprised <laughs> this isn't like on your radar. um What else has been. Oh. We mentioned it while we were having dinner, but Cold World ended. it like yeah. Cold World is a band that I've wanted to see for such a long time. Mm. So to finally see them was was really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I think like it's weird. I think because obviously this has been my first full year in Bristol. I've gone to a lot of like local shows as well. So I think for me, like the live experience has kind of outweighed the recorded stuff this year, just because there's been like. Little D- DIY shows, which wouldn't have maybe kind of like ticked the box sort of thing. But because I was like surrounded by pals and it was just like a really fun show, like it had like a lasting impact. Like um, there's a band from Spain called Algara, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah. And the vocalist had like the smoothest moves I've ever seen and was just like really fun to watch. And then there was like another show, like in a, like a basement show, um, of like a DB band called Scarecrow, who I hadn't really heard of, but like my friend was putting it on and they just fucking like for a DB band, they were just like the pinnacle of DB. They were just so good. Mm. So yeah, I think that's kind of been where, where my sort of 2022 has been at for nice. this year.
1: I, I actually got the opportunity to play a show this year. You did indeed. Days, which was really well. Uh, we're called Lead more Check us out. <laughs> when we got recordings. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we played a show with um, called? Helpless. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were really nice, really friendly guys. Shout um, out
0: Simon and Dan.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, everyone had a great time. So yeah, it was nice to be back on stage playing. Yeah,
0: sure. so hopefully I'll be doing some more of that in twenty twenty three as well. Yeah. So yeah, well, I look forward to that. That'll be very very exciting. Um, I guess we should just kind of crack onto it then. If yeah, you already, man? Um, I'm going to let you start this year, because I think I started last year. Okay. So we'll kick things off with your
1: number 10. Okay. Uh, This is like the freshest in. Right, okay. Most recent. Um, It's uh, Song of Salvation by Dream Unending. I haven't even heard it. Really? No. Interesting. So it's a two-piece. made up of... um, I'm not too familiar with them, but it's one of the guitarists of band Mold. Right. And the... Uh, he, he's the guitarist. I don't know if I said that already. But um, <laughs> and the drummer slash vocalist is goes by the name Justin Detour, and he's somewhat of like a hardcore legend. Okay. Yeah, super interesting. He's been in bands like Righteous Jams. Uh, okay. No Tolerance. Uh, a bunch of others. Um, he's worked on like numerous like death metal projects. Right. Okay. Um, but basically Dream Unending started in lockdown when um, the guitarist Derek was he was stranded in like I think it's Toronto or something away from his family so he, he kind of got to work on a project just for a distraction really yeah and obviously he wanted something to be a little bit different than two mold again i'm not too familiar with two models do you know
0: no but i'm guessing by the name what it's it's going to sound like like yeah yeah
1: um and his vision from what i've read on interviews is like he wanted to keep a uh kind of like a death metal vibe still more um slowed down kind of quote-unquote death death doom right okay mixed with kind of like the dreamy aspect of like cocktail twins okay yeah, so on paper, I'm like... I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they released a record in 2021, which I was a fan of, but, I, you know, I've listened to it once and didn't really revisit it that much. Um, you know, that's cool. Gone with my life. And then they <laughs> dropped another one, which I wasn't expecting, um, which is this one. And it's it's more... But... but People said that they've like toned down the metal and it's a bit more um, streamlined and a bit more mellow. Quite okay. Low. But I, I think it works a lot more in its favour, like personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it, if I was to kind of... My elevator pitch would be, you know that song Spirit Caravan by um, Black Sabbath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back for an entire record okay it's really awesome so it's like really like etherical psychedelic and then yeah yeah slamming with these like, like chunky beats really brutal, yeah. like death metal kind of riffs um yeah i loved it i ended up really really took me by surprise i wasn't uh, the first track i was like okay yeah it's more of the same and then the more it went on the more i loved it yeah yeah um and then i just kind of let it loop over. So is this
0: quite like a release and release
1: as well? Yeah, it's, it's like a month ago, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's like, like I was mentioning earlier, it's like super sort of shoegazy influenced. Um, and yeah, with all these choggy, stumpy, stumpy wrists all over it. Um, yeah, I think this is probably, oh, what I'll preface this by saying is my number one, is my favorite record this year. Okay. Everything else is can be. Yeah, yeah, lyrics. yeah, yeah. But I'll just whack this in the number ten because it's the most recent one. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. Cool. I absolutely love this record, and uh, I hope I'll get to maybe see them live if they do some shows. Yeah, It'll be super interesting.
0: Cool. Well, that's definitely one for me to to check out. Well, crazy, i you haven't heard. Them. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot to ask before we kind of got into this, because usually. There's some crossover, but I'm intrigued. Do you think we're going to have matching this year? I don't think we'll have matching,
1: but I I think I'll, I'll know one of yours.
0: Okay, I, yeah, I I don't think we're going to have any matching okay. either. All right. Um, but I think the one that you know is probably going to be my next <laughs> one. So, um, but there's kind of a running theme to mine this year as well. So it's all kind of like, is it sophomore, like the second? Yeah, yeah. So it's all like, a lot of them are like the next iteration of like what they've done previously. And for a lot of them, they are like, in my opinion, like huge step ups in in direction. Um, And that leads me on to my number 10, which is G-R-I-D, Iron Sharpens Iron, Great Iron, fucking no good at goodbyes. It's such a stupid record, but everything about it is so much fun. Like, it shouldn't work, but they've perfectly blended, like, beatdown hardcore and hip-hop with elements of thrash, and, like, the like the first, like, run of, like, five songs are just untouchable, in, in my opinion. Like, going from the self-titled song of No Good Goodbyes, like, all the way through to about, you hit, like, 25-8, tw- it's, like, there's it's just wall-to-wall bangers um but like so why i say this is kind of like an elevation like the split they did with despise i just i was not a fan at all like i kind of got what they were going for but because obviously at that time the majority of the members it was their like side project and things like that obviously like tyler from year of the knife um your man from death threat and stuff like that it was all like we're just doing this as a laugh because it's the style of hardcore we liked when we Sorry were So Sorry from Death Row? Is it the guy from Death Row? No, he's not in Gridiron. Who am I thinking of then?
1: Um, he's not getting confused with Pill of Life. Row.
0: No. There's a guy that's in another band, but I can't remember who it is okay. now. Um, but yeah, like, obviously from this record, they've clearly gone, we should probably give this a go and tighten it up. Mm. And... Like that's clearly what they've done. They've like really like honed in on like that sound, and like it's yeah, it's just on on the first listen, I was a bit like ah okay, like I get it, but it just it was one of those records that just did not leave like rotation at Mm -hmm. all. Um, like I think that opening track like was one of my top five tracks on my Spotify Wrapped, um, and it it was all like if it was what like. If I was struggling <laughs> Sorry, just
1: fucking spilled coffee on real
0: real If there was like if I was struggling of like what I wanted to listen to, like on the walk home from work or something like that, this would always just be an easy go-to because it was just such an easy listen. Mm. Um and like even though it's very like tongue in cheek, like lyrically he's very clever. Like the whole like twenty-five eight sort of rhetoric is that like People were working too hard and, and shit like that, but we just get on with life and things like that. There's a bit that in the, the song, No Good at Goodbyes, where he goes into the second verse and literally says verse two. And it's just like fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, that's my my number 10. Well,
1: that's my next one. So shall I? Shall oh yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay,
0: I wasn't expecting this to be on yours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, same similar... Um, Uh, situation to you i think the the split yeah didn't sell me entirely but yeah i think i'm not entirely sure how this was born but it was kind of like i think it was more of like a joke around yeah 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 so they were just like yeah let's just let's just tighten all these songs up and just really give it a good go and it's just yeah i absolutely love it it's just like i said it's it's marauderish over emceeing that's (laughs) that's what it is isn't it um this is kind of like my I like to, because I like to go for a run every now and again. It's like my get pumped. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just banger after banger in it. No skips. Yeah. Love every second of it. I love all the little sort of uh, interludes and stuff. And uh, it's like 22 minutes long. Yeah. You just bang straight through that baby. And it's, uh, yeah, some of the guest spots as well. they got um, Brody King from yeah. God, God's Hate and, uh, the guy from Mind Force and the guy from Pain of Truth, and you notice he introduces them all. In yeah, a yeah, way. yeah. Um, I'm just gutted we didn't. We what what we should have done, we could have done it in conjunction with this and the fact that our picks are so close together. We should have both got the tracksuits as well. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Those tracksuits are fucking unreal.
0: Um, but yeah, the, like you mentioned, like the guest spots as well. Like when Jay from Mind Force comes in. I think it's like, it kind it kind of lends it, itself to that kind of like, that almost like marauder worship, but like from from both bands, but like that they're not taking each other seriously because like I think I can't remember the lyric exactly, but like Jay says like mind force are swinging swords yeah. and gun uh, gridiron got guns locked or something like that, <laughs> and it's just like, it's just really like yeah. stupid, but it works perfectly because if you think of like where their influences have come from as you say like marauder like they've got a whole fucking album about being like samurais and shit so so yeah that's your number nine
3: then yeah i just
1: wanted wanted to also um chuck in how fucking good are the drums on this record yeah tyler is an absolute beast it's this fucking sounds incredible yeah i don't know who who did the production on it but yeah yeah,
0: that was awesome. That's cool. So in that case, we'll we'll stick with my with me. Um this one, I will admit, was a bit of a sleeper. Um but again, just purely to the amount of times I listened to it, I couldn't not include it. Um this is Orville Peck and Bronco. Mm-hmm. Um if anyone has listened to our albums of the year before, they know how much I fucking love Orville Peck. He is queer icon like just fucking absolutely love everything he does um and was really really excited for this album because obviously he did so pony came out in 2019 i think it was yeah, I think so. um and then obviously like through lockdown released the ep show pony which he was kind of already like obviously he's already got the country influence there um but show pony was showing more of that like he even had a fucking song with Shania Twain, which like, I forgot about that. says everything. Yeah. Um, so when Bronco came out, I was like, okay, he's kind of had like, he's had his like flirt with traditional like country music. And I was kind of hoping he was going to kind of go back to the more like sad boy shoegazy sort of stuff. Um, and then it came on and it, was very country and i was like oh no am i am i gonna fall out of love here Mm. and on, on the first couple of listens it just did not grab me at all um and then i don't know why there was just a period during the summer that i just kept going back to it and i think it's because it's compared to pony it's like musically it is more upbeat so it fit really nice as a Mm -hmm. summer record because like you've got some songs like lafayette which are like very like like that kind of traditional like riding rhythm of of country yeah um but then like you dig in a little deeper and you like can see like oh no this is a guy that like has kind of gone through the ringer of like really quick ascension to fame and having to deal with that, like coming from a musical background of like relative unknown in like punk and stuff, which, which he's openly spoken about to being like a celebrity judge on fucking RuPaul's drag race to, (laughs) to like being this like big, like queer country icon. Like he, he like really spoke like openly about like how that kind of like, impacted his own mental health and I can't remember the opening track now, but he, there's a line in it, like obviously talking about like lockdown. Um, and the, the line is like something like, I haven't seen my band in a while. And it just goes to show like, okay, obviously he's the one that's Daytona Sanders, the, the song, obviously he's the one that's writing all the music and things like that, but he still needs that, that creativity around him to to spark what he wants to create, and th- that kind of was like that. Then got me back in. I was like, "Oh, okay, no, he's just packaged this in in a in a completely different way than he has in Pony." Yeah. Um, to which, has obviously, one opened him up to a much wider audience, um, but two, he's kind of found that I think sweet spot now of like the the kind of quote unquote queer alternative to the traditional country fan. Um, and I think he's just, his star is just going to go up and up and up. Um, and there's like, I found like a quote from like his, when he was doing like press around it, of, like saying about what he was talking about. He um, was like, I was just so like worn out from like touring. He felt like really overworked and really unhappy, like in his personal life um, and felt that like there was a lot of pressure off of Pony. And I feel like you can kind of almost, as this record goes on, you can almost like feel that like pressure come like coming off him because like Daytona Sand starts at like like not hundred miles an hour, but it starts like a very rapid yeah, pace. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of almost like eases you into things again. Um so yeah, i i I happily fell in love with this record this year. Cool. So Orville Peck is my number nine. Yeah, nice.
1: No, it's, it's quite a long one if I remember rightly. Yeah, nine I
0: think hours. it's like because it's a double well P. Um, so, yeah, I think it's like an hour or something. Yeah. But, yeah, very much enjoyable. Excellent. Should we go on number eight?
1: Is it number eight? Yeah, because. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. see what I've done here now. <laughs> I um, see what I've done. So, my number eight is another two piece, and I guarantee you wouldn't have heard of them. The record's called Lad Ash by the group called Real Lies. I I recognise the name but I don't think I listened to it at all. Okay, so they're like I said they're another two piece. But they kind of they they did put out a record I want to say about like twenty sixteen and kind of went quiet. Um but they're just to sort of frame what who they are and what they sound like, they're they're a kind of like club centric, synth poppy kind of electro electronica kind of thing. Uh, made up from M C kevin Carras and uh, dj patrick king um and like they make kind of like this t- dreamy nostalgic almost like kind of hopeless romantic themed music i know that sounds odd to say out loud <laughs> but it's it makes sense when you listen to it um but it, i kind of can com- compare it if i was going to compare it to anyone it would be like t- certainly taken influences from groups like underworld mount kimby oh, okay uh, and i'd say in a way the streets right okay but picture if the streets went emo and <laughs> and, and the production went a bit more sort of psychedelic Okay. Let's, let's, yeah. let's say that it sounds so fucking weird. To say it loud. <laughs> so, <But> I <I'll>, <laughs> oh, fucking know I'm gonna die.
0: It's this new, romantic, dreamy, emo. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's, well, is emo.
1: Some of the lyrics are quite sort of emo, but it's I don't know. There's such a hard one to describe, but like I knew, I knew straight away I'd be into it as soon as I heard yeah, the yeah. single. Um, and like the 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 MC's got this really like sort of softly spoken as well. So it's kind of like it's always like he's always like kind of beaten down like this. Like, I've had enough, man. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But um but I like I love this record for several reasons. You know, I like the songs of course. And the like the, the melodic the melodic, yeah, melodic. <laughs> oh sorry, I've got absolutely minging hangovers though, so bear with. At, melod- least you, at least
0: you you're not getting drunk like
1: you did last year. Yeah, so. right, yeah, I thought yeah, <laughs> i was gonna go around too. So. <laughs> uh the melodic sounds production <laughs> accompanied by like these kind of kind of like foot stompingly, fist pumpingly sort of bouncy club anthems. Yeah, yeah. Those. Um uh and uh, yeah, it's, it's got lots of like I said, it's got lots of, there's different themes around kind of like love and um nostalgia and he, he's been he was quite open on the record about sort of growing up um around more adult things when he mm. was younger like he was quite obsessed with the adult world at a young age um and like there's lots of themes of like regret. so i think this is almost like a putting it all out there for him kind of project um but another reason i love this and it, it made me so happy when i heard it and i realized what it was that one of the songs on the record called um, Late Arcades has a sample from possibly my favourite movie ever. Okay. Which is um, Memories of Murder, dressed by Boone, Wong uh, Jun Ho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that film? No. I instantly um, recognised the theme. Yeah. And they used that as a sample. Uh, okay. I, was, I messaged everyone going, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god they got the sample. And they were like, yeah, cool, James. <laughs> <laughs> But um also the uh that was my that's what I was gonna mention beforehand. Uh, the most recent uh show I went to was theirs. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. It was it's such a fun show, like loads of energy and like they as it's just two of them, they've got like a lot going on stage, like they have like these big flags waving around on stage yeah. With their, yeah. their lyrics on. Oh sick. So like people can kinda of join in. Yeah, so. yeah. Where was that? Uh Pattens and Brighton. Oh nice. Yeah. Who'd you go with? It? Uh I wonder what's Todd. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. no, it was kind of last minute. I was like, mm. I "Don't know if I can go, but fuck it, I went anyway." Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. But yeah, it just reminds me of like the the music, yeah, the music especially it reminds me of kind of when I when I was a bit of a younger geezer, you know, yeah, you know, yeah with yeah. the lads kind of thing. When you walk into a club and you kind of hear that kind of music it does just kind of take you back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of, it was nostalgic for me as well. I think that's I yeah, it yeah. so much. So yeah, that's why it's in my list.
0: Lovely jubbly. Uh, so we'll go on to my number eight. So this one, like literally, as soon as this album was released, I was like, this needs to be in my end of the year list, purely because when I saw this band, I fell in love with them. Um So they're... Brighton via London-based band Sniffing in the Nets. Have you ever heard of them?
1: Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Yeah,
0: so uh, they released their their debut full length called "The Unscratchable Itch," um, which has like some like re recordings of like demo tracks and like the demo I felt fu- like I fucking fell in love with. Um, so basically, I saw them in two thousand nineteen. They were like one of the last, like gigs i actively went to which wasn't a touring gig if that makes sense um in in bristol because my friends in stress like had their first show with them um and i was just i was just blown away but like the thing is is like their music isn't anything like reinventing the wheel or anything like that it's just straight up dirty like whirling punk like it's that like you know, that like repetitive, like whirring guitar sound. Yeah, yeah. It's just that over and over with like decent like drumming and things like that. But what makes it is their vocalist. I can't remember her real name, but she obviously uses the stage persona peno- <laughs> Persona of Sniffony. Um, And the whole kind of premise of it is like, she wanted to do like her twist on feminist punk because she was really into it like really likes like riot girl stuff and things like that but obviously what a lot of like and still to this day like riot girl inspired bands and feminist punk bands sing about is the the kind of issues with like patriarchy and like the system and how women are oppressed and things like that like rightfully so but her twist on it is like women are shit too and like this is my experience of being in this and being like taken advantage of and going through that shit and also being a bit of a shitty person and it's just like some of the lyrics are just like really disgusting and dirty um but and she's just not afraid to like put that into the music like uh, there's a song like called um piggy bank and it's basically a like I could be reading this wrong, but it's kind of her basically being like funded for sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the, I'm not sure if it's a real life experience, but it's based on like, obviously the character of Stephanie and stuff. Is, yeah. um, and it's just like, it's a re- like it's a really interesting take on that genre. Um, so as I said, like when, like, I knew they were doing the full length, I was instantly like, I know I'm going to love this already. And I think it's like, again, it's it's a bit like Gridline. I think it's only like 20 minutes long, I think. Yeah, it's 10 songs, 24 minutes. And it, it's just, but it's like, not relentless in a way that like you're being like constantly pummeled, but where it's just that like, that whirring guitar doesn't leave. Mm. And it's just like, everything just moves smoothly one into the other. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, is this, a, okay, this is a different song. Oh, okay, cool. Like now I get the theme oh now oh now you're onto this subject and it's a bit it's like a story being told in in an album but like i don't think that was overtly the mission of it it's just the way that it's sort of come to be um so yeah i just thought this was like really really cool they are a really interesting band doing this style of punk which i think can very easily get lost in the mix because there's a lot of, especially here in the UK at the moment, there's a lot of bands doing that style of kind of like quote unquote, egg punk sort of thing. (laughs) Um, but they do it in a way that's like really original. And I think they just do it in a way that like is unique. And yeah, yeah, like when this came out, I think I just had it on repeat for like a week. Um, and again, it's just been one that's been very, very heavy in in rotation. So that's my number eight. Interesting.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah I think I'm now you mentioned uh the, the sort of on the stage persona thing, I think you've mentioned that once or twice before.
0: Yeah, because I like as I said, like I remember going to that show in Bristol and I took like I took photos and at that show she had like a prosthetic like pig nose on. Yeah. Um and it she was just so fun to like shoot because like whatever angle she was at, you just had this like fucking gross pig nose. And she was just pulling like really like jerky, like shapes with her body and things like that. And then you've just got these three guys who were just like like just not moving, but she's like fucking throwing herself around and and stuff like that. So yeah, that's my number eight. Uh,
1: Should we go your number seven? Yes, Uh, my number seven is, God don't make mistakes by Conway machine. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, so yeah, this came out super early in the year, and uh, it was, it's actually a debut record on uh, Eminem's, not the debut record, his debut record on, on Eminem's record, yeah. uh, shady shady records label, yeah. And like, while the whole Griselda crew have been quite consistent throughout the year with their releases, as they usually are, um, whether it's been their own releases or collabs on others, this is uh, this has got to be Conway's. Rawest and like most revealing mm. and darkest work he's done. I think,
3: yeah.
0: But he's, I think, like, pers- like personally from that group, he's the one that I always lean to. I
1: yeah, think. yeah. Um, it, he's just—I it, think it's because he's just so interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, obviously, what he's been through, which obviously he talks a lot about on this record. Um, but yeah, it's just—it's just—it's—it's it's super dark, and it's like. It's, it's basically a confession. That's why mm. I took away from it. It's, you know, it, all the things range from, uh, things range from, like, obviously, gun violence uh, on both ends. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and now to suffering from Bell's palsy and with the, like, he has, like, numbness in his legs and, mm. and things like that. Um, if like, yeah, well, dancing around it, but basically he was shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of he's he's, he's almost nearly paralysed from the way he's yeah, down, isn't so he? He's, he's very very visible in the in the face and things like that. But you know, obviously, this, this it doesn't hinder his his ability and his talent. And you know, and he's very open about all that. And he talks about where it's led to, you know, where it's brought him in his life. Right? So obviously, he's rose to fame quite considerably now. And he talks about you know even though he's been through what he's been through and he's this massive uh hip-hop artist mm. and people he's you know hasn't seen or spoke to in years sort of come around and say, you know you know how's it going yeah don't yeah mind, uh, helping a brother out yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. Like, dude you haven't spoke to me in years and i've you know i've been fucking shot for fuck yeah <laughs> you know, now he's coming around and um also, his, his mum's oh, on this record as well, in the very last Oh, rap, shit, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that is heartbreaking. Yeah.
3: Because
1: he's, you know, basically talking about losing her son or, or potentially losing her son. Yeah. And something else he reveals on this record is that he lost his son himself. Yeah. So, you know, like, like I said, it's just a huge, like, kind of open book for what he's been going through. Um, but, you know, sonically, it's not... It's not You know, it's got the Griselda kind of stereotypes, if you like, you know, the great great beats produced by. (laughs) Oh yeah, what was it? Um Oh god, I can't remember what it is now. Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah." (laughs) yeah." Um so yeah, the production credits on this are people from The Alchemist, Hit Boy and The Almighty Ninth Wonder. Um, but yeah, so- sonically it's just, it's a fantastic record as well. Like I can, if I want to listen, I can listen to this if I want to, you know, get kind of, kind of story time for myself or I can <laughs> yeah. just put it on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, uh, but th- it's not all doom and gloom. As, as Most of the record is to be perfectly honest, but the, the, like the track, uh, Chanel Pearl features, uh, Jill Scott and it kind of plays like, uh, Kind of like a on stage love story. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's thing. like a back and forth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's right. Yeah, uh, and again, I think it closes out with that that last track with that fading out. Yeah, harmonica. Um, yeah, yeah, just crazy. I love this record. That's why it's easily in my
0: list. Yeah, that, to be fair, like I will fully admit, this isn't one I really went back to this year. Mm. And I, as I said, like out of that Chris Elder crew, like Conway is like my favorite. Um, but I remember, like when I listened to it, like the first couple of times, I was like, "Oh, this is like this is interesting." Because mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was because he'd gone on to, like Eminem's label, that he felt he had a bigger platform, so therefore, wanted to kind of almost, as you say, like that almost confession, like because obviously there'll be people who this is their first introduction to to him, so I don't know if he wanted to do it as like this is me, I'm putting everything to like bearing all sort of thing. Um, But yeah, it was, as I say, it wasn't one that I kind of went back to a lot of time, but I did very much enjoy this when I I checked it out. Um, We're going to stick with hip hop. So going back to my theme of sophomore records being sort of a step up for for people. um, And this is someone who we will be seeing next year, which yeah, I cannot I knew, fucking wait. I knew you
1: were going to mention. This wasn't the one that I knew that I know is on your record, but I had a feeling he would pop up.
0: Okay. Denzel Curry, melt my eyes, see your future. I fucking loved zoo. Zoo was one of like my favorite records of 2019. I think it was again, it did. I don't think it made my list, but like, it was one of those ones that like, again, I just, I keep going back to like, even today, like I still listen to zoo on a regular basis. Um, So obviously when he was announced that he was releasing this record, I was like, sick, new Denzel record coming out this year. Cannot wait. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, oh, this is, this is different. Um, And again, like kind of in a similar way to, to Conway, I think, because he's now stepping into that more quote unquote mainstream hip hop like world this is kind of his like reintroduction i think um and he's he's kind of just been like i want to do very good melodic hip hop that has a story to be told but isn't being sort of lost in the mix of of shit basically and like he talks about sort of like, again, like how it's kind of like a metaphor for how he like similar to Orville Peck, like that kind of raised to raise rise to fame, mm. like how his music is now like kind of a metaphor for Denzel the performer and Denzel the person. Um, and I think that really comes across in this, in this record, because it is like his, I hate using the term, but his flow is, like, in my opinion, like, flawless. Mm -hmm. But because, like, compared to Zoo, where, like, the beats and rhythm are a lot more, like, punchier and, like, driving throughout, that kind of makes his lyricism more aggressive. Whereas in Melt My Eyes, everything is, like, chill and calm down. And you've almost kind of got to, like lean in and listen to what he's saying um and kind of like what you were saying like the story time element to it like this is very much like for me an album that i can just put on and be like okay i can just listen to denzel nicely in the background yeah yeah. he's going to take me on the on the journey um like the the track walking i think is a masterpiece this is so good like he It's really, like, the more I listen to it, the more I find it really interesting because he's almost off the beat.
1: Well, it kind of, like, rises and falls. Yeah. yeah?
0: Um, Which, like, obviously, I don't... I can't rap for shit, so I don't know, like, how... You ever tried? (laughs) No. (laughs) You don't know? But, like, it's just so interesting to, like... Because you... As somebody that listens to music, like, you kind of get into a rhythm of things. And even, like... If you're not a musician, you can kind of get the like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three sort of thing. But he almost kind of goes and a one and a two and a three and a one. And it's like, it throws you off, but also like it's really calm. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not confused by this. This is not, and it's just like, yeah, it just works really, really well. Um, And again, kind of similar to like, again, Conway. And I think it's really nice that these two have kind of, fell next to each other like he's been very open and and talking about like where he wants to go with music and where he wants to progress as an artist like going from someone that that was kind of part of this like hip-hop collective that was very like wu-tang inspired to then breaking out on his own but being like this kind of punk rapper to now wanting to sort of go off on his own tangent and see what he can, how far he can go. Um, and I think we're seeing more and more of like the quote unquote, like DIY rappers, like taking that approach. Like I think one person actually who we didn't mention that we saw this year was JPEG Mafia. Oh yeah. Of course. And I think like they, them two are very much in a, in that similar lane as like, they both started off just doing what the fuck they wanted to. And now they've got a collective audience that is a bit more commercial, so to say, but they're still going to do it their way. They're not going to just chase the money and things like that. And yeah. I think like this it's all, like this almost feels like a love letter to hip hop. And I think that's what I really, really like about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my number seven. Nice. Uh, so I'll tell you what, we'll flip it when we get to number five. So we'll stick with your number six for the minute. Okay,
1: cool. Um, this was a dead easy one. Mystic Sisters by City of Cavalier. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so, what, first record in, like, 20 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, oh, well, it's not only their first record in 20 years, but it's their second ever. Is it? Yeah, so they did the debut. They yeah. did, like, a um, uh, split, I think, and maybe an EP.
0: Oh, maybe I'm getting the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the EP yeah. was the self-titled, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yes yeah i think so um obviously way back when when the first record came out i was only i was still a young witness <laughs> um but it had a massive influence you know you know i was just entering into getting into screamo at like that yeah thing, so and um, even just hearing that they'd formed you know it was members of page 99 and darkest hour yeah
3: like yeah stamp
1: proof yeah yeah um yeah, they form like a post rock influenced screamo band. Yeah, who's not? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that came out in, oh gosh, like the nineties, one. Though. Yeah, yeah, and then they did that uh, EP in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, um, which I listened to to death. Actually, I love those two tracks. Uh, but that sort of um, came about when they started. Getting on the gig circuit again, like doing a couple of festivals.
3: And yeah, yeah.
1: Like and then obviously everything went quiet again. And then they, later this year, they sort of surprise dropped a new single. Yeah. Like, here's a new single, and we signed to relapse record. So <laughs> yeah, which is fucking wild. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> shock you a bit too much. Yeah, too though. much. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, I think they've been quite clear in how. They wanted to present this album. They wanted to present it in in a way that they haven't changed yet. They have, so yeah, yeah. The they want to keep the foundations of their sound like the, how the first record was, but they kind of want to show how they've progressed at the same time, and they've done exactly that. Yeah, way. um, they've you know they've dialed up the aggression. They dialed up the, uh, the post rock influence, as a, which by um, default kind of makes their tracks about nine or 10 minutes. Long, yeah. Yeah. Which I think they all deserve that runtime. Yeah. In my opinion, because you get the abs and the flows and the ups and, and the downs of, of like what they do basically. Um, but the, I would say the more matured, um, sort of caterpillar like add a whole new, like emotion and dynamic to their sound. Mm. Obviously they, you know, 20 years ago, for fuck's sake, you know, pick <laughs> yeah. up some influence, um, Uh yeah, it's just it's just a masterwork in my just really like fucking awesome songwriting and the um the last track in particular is a favourite of mine because it's just it to me it's it it sounds like a almost like a celebration of the, Mm. the fact that they're back. Yeah, yeah. Like there's kind of like chants and sing alongs to it. Yeah. Really fucking cool. Um and also I'm not maybe I'm reading a bit too into this, but It really, really reminds me at times of um, how Planesmith's Stakings for Stars kind of started to sound. Yeah. Especially his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think probably because they were around the same similar sort of circuit. Yeah, that's kind of how to rub. Yeah, also, and maybe it's kind of like a, again, I'm probably reading far too into this, but like a tribute to, to Jared. Yeah, yeah. If that's, if I'm right, and that's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, like, that's really, really cool. They made a great record. They made a great tribute. In a yeah, way, yeah. to themselves and people around them. Yeah. So yeah, that's again a dead easy one. For me. Yeah,
0: no, that's fair. Like as much like again, this wasn't on my isn't on my list, but like I think it was more because like I, it's not that I don't like it, but I was very much like I listened to it and I was like cool, City of Caterpillar doing City of Caterpillar. I'm obviously going to like yeah. this sort of thing. Um, but the one thing that I kind of got from it was, like, when you said, like, they've kind of toned up that uh, aggression and, and things like that. <coughs> I think they've kind of, because I know, I think it's the guitarist recorded, like, a lot of the early of Guilt stuff. All right. Um, and, like, you can you can almost hear, like, if portrayal guilt hadn't lent more into like the blackmail side of things mm. like this city of caterpillar record is potentially where if, if portrayal of guilt had stuck down the screamo line, mm. this is where they could have potentially yeah, gone. Yeah. Um, which I thought I find really interesting because obviously like at one point, like Matt King, King obviously from portrayal guilt idolized city of caterpillar and now they're almost peers, and it's really interesting to see, yeah. like, or like the quote-unquote old guard being like, "You've done a good job. We're gonna now take that and and
1: do our things." Sort I of think.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, a very stellar record, but as I say, just not, not on my list. Just as a little side
1: note, you, I I noticed the tour package for for them is is obviously City of Caterpillar and Slow Fire Pistol. Oh, oh, imagine it! Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, just, every time I think of Starfire Pistol I just want Foundation back. Though, are you? Um, are
1: you, is it fluff? Is there fluff next year?
0: There is. But they haven't. They've announced the dates, but they haven't announced any
1: guarantee. You'll see them.
0: See, I don't because they played it the first year I went. So, what, so it, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so so that was around like the the 2017. Oh, right. AP, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so I don't know. They they could do, but yeah. I'm not sure we wait and see. Yeah. Um, cool. Right. So My Number Six is kind of the opposite of Sniffany and the Knits in a way. Um and again, this is a band that like I really fell in love with this year and had never heard of before. Uh so they're called Life is Beautiful or Lib. Um, and the album's called Men's Health. They're like a fast core power violence band. Um, but everything that they sing about is about men's health and like dealing with mental health and how being a musician can be beneficial, but also be a crutch and things like that. But they do it in such a succinct way of like blasting through these like minute long songs. And you're just like, Oh fuck, that's just punched me in the gut, but I need more of it sort of thing. Um, and they're just like, they're just so tight. It's unreal. Like, think, like, Chemical Fix, but, like, turned up by a hundred. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're just so, like, they're really, really fucking tight. And, like, but they can't, like, the reason I say it's kind of like the opposite to Sniffing in the nets is because, like, even though they're a bunch of, of guys, like, and, like, they're singing, like, aggressive stuff and whatever. They don't take on like the typical macho persona and stuff. Like the promo uh, photo that came with this record was all of them like in like adult diapers sort of thing. Um, And yeah, it's it's just really abrasive. Like there's like stumpy mosh bits which I fucking love. The drumming is insane. Like we were talking about Tyler from Gridiron earlier. Like this is just unparalleled. Like it is the antithesis of fast low but like it's it's done really well um it is yeah um but like as i say like they don't they don't like sacrifice the music for their message sort of thing so yeah. like even though they're playing like, as i say like really fast and stuff they they don't like come away from that message of like what they want to talk about yeah um and they did like they did an interview um, with Cult Nation, um, um, and they said like, oh no, so, so this was like an album, like an album review, and that they put it's like it's both impressively vulnerable but immensely powerful. It's like a dragon showing its soft underbelly and daring you to attempt to tickle it, which I think <laughs> is like perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, this was just like. Again, it's, it's such a short album, but like from the off to the end, it's just punching you in the face but also like giving you a hug. And it's like <laughs> it's just a, what a juxtaposition. I know. And it but like and I think in a in a time where like there's a lot of sort of still a lot of toxic masculinity and hardcore and, and stuff like that, like for a band to overtly like say in the face like no, we won't stand for this. Like it's all well and good, like bands on, on stage saying it and things, but n- maybe not acting on it. But this is a band that have like said, like, no, this is our our mission statement. We won't stand for like people spin kicking, people stood at the side of the, the fucking pit and crowd killing and all this shit. Yeah. So it's, like, it's really refreshing to see that come from back a band from from that. So, yeah, that's my number six. So, Lib, Men's Health.
1: Cool, yeah, I'm definitely checking that
0: out. Cool. Um So, yeah, I said we'll swap it around at the halfway point. Right so, <coughs> my number five, I really... So, I flitted around with what I wanted at my number five position quite a lot. So, sorry to interrupt.
1: Are you, are you, is it in descending order, or have you just... Did he just...
0: So, up until now, yeah. it's kind of in descending order. Okay. And then from fourth... Four till three, no. Nope. Four till two are kind of just like whatever. Agree, yeah. And then number one is is your favourite. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so okay,
0: cool. Um But yeah, so like because I kind of as I said, I kinda of gone in descending order, this this fifth spot was one that I was like, oh there's a couple of albums I could put there. And I'd had put something else there, but then I changed it out. And I think what the final like decision was was actually the drive back home. Because I listened yeah. to it then. I was like, no, this this needs to go in. Because mm. I've listened to it so much since it came out. Um, it's the album, uh, We're Not Here to Be Loved by Fleshwater.
1: Fleshwater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to... Is that... That's not The Vein.
2: Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So
0: it's members of Vein's, like, post-hardcore emo side project. Yeah. Um, I will be completely honest. I wasn't really aware. I knew that they'd done a side project, but I'd never really checked it out. Um, yeah. Cause they did a demo. I think it was in 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, just never really kind of gave it the time of day cause it just wasn't on my radar. Um, and then I saw that they signed for this record, they signed to close casket. Mm. Um, so I was like, Oh, okay. Like interesting. But the thing that like really threw me was the artwork. So the artwork is like just a black background, and then the name Water in almost like kind of like different color crayons. Yeah. And then there's just
1: big fucking yellow duck. I, I want to say that's it's obviously a big influence on him, but that's super grunge. Yeah, yeah. But it reminded me of like a like uh old silver chair. Yeah, cover yeah,
0: him. and that's like that's very much them yeah. like wearing their influences yeah, yeah, on yeah. the sleeve. Um. And yeah, like this just for me, like obviously I know there are people that were fans of this band because like of who the members are and things. Um but for me this kind of came a little bit out of left field, but I just absolutely fell in love with it. Like the the songs are really like hooky and catchy. Um there's like nods to sort of like bands like Balance and Composure, like this um so, like nods to um, like slow dive. Mm-hmm. There's nods to fucking like you should say like Silverchair and things like that. Um, but what I think is really interesting, I, I can't remember their name now. But obviously, so it's the vocalist from Vane and one of the other members. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously not the lead vocalist. It's a it's a it's a woman. Yeah. Um, and she really drives this record. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a track that I'm just kind of quickly trying to find the name of. Because I'm an idiot and didn't put it in my notes. Uh,
1: What one thing I did notice was how how vain it is. (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. Super vain.
0: Like, so yeah, the the track is called um, "The Razor's Apple," and it's almost kind of starts off with this like (coughs) really like with (laughs) a coffee with like a really like wearing sort of like indie riff, but when it gets to the heavy bit it's almost like a vein breakdown. Yeah. And like, it's really clever how they've kind of meshed the two styles together, but has this, like the anchor of the the woman's vocals like, running throughout. So it's never like, it's never like, oh, this is a weird juxtaposition and I'm kind of taken out of the moment because you've got that like nice heart, like melodic harmony, like running throughout. It just all seems to like, meld together really well mm. um so yeah and obviously like we've kind of mentioned like other bands but like there's very like clear worship to bands like hum and deftones in this as well oh, definitely. um but it's also like they've it's kind of like a homage of, like it's not like oh we love deftones so here's a deftones riff it's their take on a deftones riff mm. sort of thing um, which I thought was really clever. So, yeah, this was a bit of a, a surprise one for me. Um, but as I say, just because of, again, the amount of times I went back to it and that kind of drive home, I was just like, just loving every minute of it. it was like, I can't not put this in. So, that's my number five. Yeah. So, that's
1: like, I think that's th- Co- collectively between Vane's members. Well, no, not collectively, kind of all together, they've got two other bands other than Vane.
0: What's the other one? Living yeah. Weapon.
1: I had no idea that was members of Vane. Yeah. <laughs> well, it basically it was it was two of them and two members from Vomit Four. Right. But I think from like recent videos I've seen them playing live, it's, it is Vane. Oh, okay. It's like so the the bass, the bassist does the vocals. Yeah. And the drummer's still the drummer, obviously. And then I think the bass and guitarist. Are, what they do in vain? Yeah, it's yeah. Basically, vain. Mark two, Mark two. Yeah, vainers, yeah, but living and a fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. I didn't,
0: but I say did, I didn't realize it was members of Vain. Yeah, oh. I,
1: lo- I love that band. I can't wait for a full name. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool.
1: So, uh what's your number five? My number five is Quiet the room by Skullcrusher. Oh, okay,
0: cool. Yeah,
1: so Skullcrusher, aka Helen Valentine, um, doing. Released since 2020, but only little in drips and drags, mm-hmm. little EPs. And it's not till this until this year we've finally got a full length. Um, and I just, you know, I, I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. You know, ambient folk with you know, it's just it's subtle, it's minimalist, but it, it's, you if the songwriting is done right, it just really works and it just clicks so well, yeah. And that, like, I think out of a lot of these you know in the ambient folk is kind of like an overly saturated. oh yeah 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 at the moment I think you, you know with you your Phoebe bridges etc etc yeah. I think everyone's just trying to jump on that and way.
0: that's the thing you need to have something like if if you're not at the like level of a free of Phoebe Bridges sort mm. of thing you need to have something like really stand outish to make you stand out from yes. the crowd yeah
1: so I think like so Skull Crush's USP is kind of like, here's these songs, and then just, you know, you, you'll, you'll uh, face value, you'll just get like a really like well-written folk song, and then it'll just descend into complete bliss. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's basically the format for all these songs on this record, and I'm I'm, I'm super here for it. And like, like the track uh, Lullaby in February is basically like it's just one really like sort of serene little riff. And then, out of nowhere, you will just get swallowed by this massive drone. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, like, proper, like, sun OS esque Really fucking cool. Um, yeah, like, I'll just... Again, I'll throw this off. Throw this off? Throw, this off. <laughs> throw it on any time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, if I, it's, it is a little bit of a default album for me. Yeah. I know we keep talking about default albums, but... Oh, even, that's it, the
0: whole point of this list. Though, yeah, isn't, I, isn't I guess. But, um,
1: yeah, it's just like... I'm, I'm 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 in love with like groups like Grouper and um, well not groups but uh, Elliot Smith and Nick Drake that kind yeah of
2: yeah
1: so but they're obviously influences and she there's even a, a track one of her songs is called Song for Nick Drake so <laughs> right um, yeah I'll, I'll always love this kind of stuff and I was always I was super looking forward to this record because like I said since 2020 we haven't had a proper full length so I think it was kind of written in stone it's yeah yeah and I will be seeing them live in February.
0: So nice. No. Where's that? Uh,
1: Brighton again. I oh, see.
0: Yeah. Um. I also love the fact that they named Skullcrusher. Yes. Because great. like the music obviously <laughs> yeah. has like no, no relevance to it. It's like the, the
1: aesthetic <laughs> is kind of a little bit metal as well. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. This is very very cool. Ooh.
0: Lovely. Um. Right. So as I said, so my next kind of run, so like four, three, and two, mm-hmm. can kind of be intermingled because they were all records that like again i went back to on a regular basis they were always going to be the top end of my albums of the year um so take it as you will um but for for ref, reference that's the wrong phrasing for for the point of this list at number four i've put uh and again it's going back to that theme of of sophomore records. Uh, chat Pile God's Country. Oh, I thought this would come up somewhere. Um admittedly, I had no really re- like previous connection with Chat Pile. I knew they were a band. Um, but I never really listened. I always get
1: confused with the band pile.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Who I, who I love. Yeah. No, it's just yeah, you just add chat on the country. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but I'd seen like a few friends like posting this around, like album of the year candidate all this sort of stuff. I was like, okay, I need to check this out. And I I just I was not expecting Same. what it was. Same. It was so like jarring and abrasive and like uncomfortable, but you kind of almost felt like you needed to go in on it. Hmm. Like it like it's ter- it's a terrifying album. Like there's it's very, it's weird. It's like, it's really politically driven, but at the same time, like almost tongue in cheek. And yeah, it's just like, it was one of those things that I just wasn't expecting. And the more I kind of delved into it and I more, more I delved into them as a band, I was like, this is so interesting that they're like doing stuff of this genre and like, I think like it might've been like our friends at the heaviest podcast, maybe mentioned it like on their, um, review of this, but like, because of this record, I guarantee there'll be more bands wanting to do this sort of style because like, it's, it's that kind of like fine line between like post hardcore and like spoken word grunge mm. um which, which like we haven't really seen done to this yeah. standard mm. um so this i guarantee like in two three years time we're gonna see like a wave of bands who have been influenced by chat piles specifically 100%. um the song why yeah just yeah it should be played everywhere <laughs> yeah and i, I think like it was even in like, either like the Guardian or the Telegraph, oh, really? like top songs or something Fuck like that, yeah. um, which is fucking wild. But like, just that that like, like really like dull drumming, yeah. and him just basically questioning society yeah. and like the homeless state in a of really homelessness. Simple way. Yeah, it's and it is so simple, but it's so effective, and like you can't help but being like. Yeah, why? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why, did, why did I think of that? Yeah. And it's just like, it's such like, again, it's such a simple song, yeah. but it works like so well. Mm. Um, I think they are playing it next year, but this is definitely a band that I can see like being at home, at like Roadburn or, or oh, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hope that if they are playing it, which I kind of, I think they are, that they're going to be touring around it. Cause I'd be really interested to see how this transfers live Mm. because part of me thinks it will be chaotic as fuck, but, but the other part of me thinks it will be like, just like, you just soak it in. So yeah, I'd be really, really interested to see how this is transferred live, but Yeah. yeah, this completely, completely blew my socks off. Um, I think like on the day I listened to it, I listened to it like to and from work and then like even on my lunch break as well. Like just cause I was like, nice. I can't get over how good this is. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number four is uh chat pile of God's country. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad
1: this came up. It's been on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Cool. So where's that leave things?
0: So you, uh, you're number four. I'm
1: oh, number four. Okay. Uh, my number four is all in a dream by praise.
0: Oh, I completely forgot about this album.
1: How oh, dare you?
0: <laughs> it's because it came out like super early.
1: Um, yeah, it did actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking love this band. Like First record since 2016, I think. Maybe an EP in between. It? I don't
2: oh, think I, there I don't was. Know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yes, I mean, I'm not. As, I love it, of course. But other than, there's not really a lot to say about it. You know, it's just great melodic hardcore. Yeah. And it's like, you know, reminiscent of. Like kind of like early Discord stuff with me with mix of stuff like Husker Do. yeah, 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 Husker Do, sorry, um, yeah, just full of catchy hooks and sing alongs, um, but not really sure. Um, I know obviously the drummer from Turnstiles in it, but the other members, I think, were they in Champion? Were you somebody used to be in Champion? Oh, I'm not too sure, to be honest, yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I think most of the, for the most part, yeah, you know, they haven't been so proactive because obviously. Um, that, uh, it Dan, Dan Fang. Dan Fang. That's yeah. it. From Turnstile, obviously, he's a massive rock star now. I yeah, know. yeah. The other guys have all got lives, um, which is why, you know, we haven't had a record from them for a few years. But um, also I haven't really seen like many tour announcements or anything like that. I think it's purely because they're so busy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but what I did notice is that their release show. I think it's probably the only show they played, but they just went fucking all out for it. Oh, really? Did you, uh, have you seen it? No, no, I you? haven't. So they set up. They obviously played the show. They had it was a great lineup. I can't quite remember who, but I remember it was impressive. Um, and they did like all these little pop up shops for it. Oh, Okay. So and they were all in. It, the theme was the colours for the record because it's kind of oh, like a rainbow. Like yeah, Reno yeah. Kind of yeah. So they had like. Rainbow colored donuts. Nice. They had um, they had their own brand new merch designs, kind of like they they weren't proper. They weren't proper all out for it. Like you know how um, outbreak had like those jackets. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, the Carhartt jackets, like that shit.
1: level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the shows in a massive packed out hall as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, again, I, I only saw stuff on um, on YouTube of it, but um, yeah, I obviously I personally would love seeing live. I don't, I'm not really sure how much of a chance I will. Yeah. Have. But, yeah, definitely an easy one. Um, like I said, uh, if it wasn't released earlier in the year, i have listened to it a ton, so it'd probably come up on my most played. And yeah, that yeah. Kind of stuff. So, yeah, solid one.
0: Yeah. Prize, yeah. No, as I say, it's an album that I'd completely forgotten came out this year, but I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, just one that completely slipped my slipped my radar. Um. So, going on to my number three, again the theme of sophomore records. Um, and this was one of the last people I saw live of this year. Um, Ethel Kane's preachers i I just, <laughs> oh, I love her so much. I fell in love with her after Inbred, um, which was kind of like a very like lo-fi sort of folksy kind of gothic like album um but like similar to how i fell in love with orville peck i fell in love with the aesthetic yeah. of everything um and she has this kind of like very like religious undertones to all of her her work and things like that um but then preacher's daughter she's like just gone full in on that um and it's a it's a concept record so the concept is the character of Ethel Kane um, is in this like religious commune or like relig- like really yeah really religious like small town <laughs> <laughs> uh, like small town America sort of thing, um, and she just feels like the odd one out and things. So she flees, um, falls in love, and then eventually the person that she falls in love with murders her and eats her. <laughs> and um puts her in a freezer and how that was the name Beautiful. of that was the name of her tour was freezer bride um so oh. she like clearly thought like everything out which i like really really appreciate yeah, yeah. um but like the way that this is structured as well in terms of like telling that story is just like genius in my opinion like she starts off like really kind of light hide with like like an almost like pop banger with like American teenager, um, to this like epic ballad of like house in Nebraska, which like seeing live, I got fucking goosebumps. Like that was like phenomenal. But then like, obviously as the album takes like a darker turn, like her music does as well. Like there's, bits where like kind of like what you were saying with like Skull Crusher, there's bits where it's like really like dirgy and dirty and like really like electronic. Um there's like one bit where there's almost like a deep like a doom riff in like one of the songs and yeah, the stuff. Yeah. Um and it's it's just like so interesting like how you can follow this album sonically throughout the narrative. Um, and like what I found like really interesting about seeing this live was I i had no sort of like gauge of what her fandom would be like or whatever mm. but it oh, was like she's huge. yeah she's literally like it was like watching like the next pop star mm. which was insane there were people like throwing her flowers like giving her gifts mm. and all this and it was like it was like I hadn't seen anything like that f- probably since I fucking saw Taylor Swift at the O2 mm. but this was at fucking Haven so it was like half like well probably a third of the capacity of that so it was just and like live she hits every note like spot on um and yeah but just everything about this record just fit really nicely it was one of those records that like it wasn't like one that i could put on in the background but it was definitely one that like I knew if I was in the mood for it, I would listen to it from start to finish. Like I wouldn't skip it. Just because I I feel like you need to go through the journey like with her. Mm. And I think that's a really like cool thing for an artist to do. Because I think especially in the day of fucking like Spotify and YouTube where and like fucking TikTok where people's attention spans are all of like two seconds. For an artist to be able to, because it's quite a long album as well. Yeah. Like for an artist to grab you for that long and like have you completely like hook, line, and sinker yeah. is like really, really impressive. So yeah, I I loved Ethel Kane anyway. And this just cemented my love for her. So Ethel Kane, Preacher's Daughter, is my number three.
1: Yeah, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to be on you. Yeah. There. That was really sweet. Like, because were you working or something when the tickets went live?
0: Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. Because mum, bless her, mum was mum was trying, yeah. That yeah. page every two seconds, so she got in
0: the end. Not no, the end. no, I did because they announced the second date.
1: Yeah. So
0: the first date obviously sold out like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think I was on my lunch break and they announced the second date and I was like, ah, and like just obviously managed to get it like really quickly. But yeah. Yeah, I would. I think I would have been like heartbroken if I didn't get to see it. Yeah, so. of course. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
1: you're number three. My number three, it just slipped in there. This is the most recent edition. Oh, okay. Purely just because I listened to it fucking loads recently, um, is "Blending by Hives." Oh, okay. Yeah. So up until this release, didn't really know a whole lot about them apart from the fact that most of them is it most of the members used to be in Dirty Money. I think it's
0: just Graham and the guitarist. Maybe.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know who they are. The vocalist and the guitarist. Oh, okay. But uh, just a little side note: How fucking happy were you? With oh,
0: the dirty money intro, <laughs> or, intro or outbreak? outbreak. Me and so fucking good. Elliot lost our shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, fucking awesome. But yeah, they're just like, how do you, you describe them? It's kind of like almost brick pop inspired, yeah. punk with like bits of new order. Yeah, Korea yeah, there for good measure. Um, yeah, just I'm I'm happy that this is getting the attention. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about this record. Yeah, yeah, and like they fucking they went off outbreak, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. People fucking love this band. Um, I I don't know. Let's be honest. If they weren't X30 members, do you think it would have the same traction?
0: Well, so interestingly, so I saw them again at Static Shock, and they've got obviously like lent into like their hardcore like, uh, what's the word? like Origins a lot more live than they used to. Because I saw I remember seeing them a little while ago when they supported Angel Dust and Graham the vocalist was very much like Mike Stands, doing his bit. Yeah. He'd do the odd like fist punch and that was kind of it. Yeah. Um but then obviously like Outbreak they went full like well this is a hardcore hardcore fest. So then at Static Shock, they did the same. They were like, this is a punk thing. We need to go hard. And then my friends Lindsay and Kat went to Belgium because High viz were playing with our friends in Spark. Mm. Um, And they said, like, that was probably the best they've seen High viz because, like, people were just, like, going wild. So I think they've lent into that a lot more recently.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're... I think what, what what I was going to say to that conversation is like they're quite easy to get into yeah, like yeah. I've, I've shared this album with quite a few people that don't generally listen to Punk and Hardcore just because like you know not to pigeonhole but like like oh, like genuine genuine general like music fans like people that like Oasis and Foo Fighters yeah yeah just like you know, check this, this record out you might find something you like but the you know I'll, sometimes I wake up in the morning going
2: Dubra! <laughs> Cause it's, it's
1: just in my fucking head. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. my teeth through. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just happy that it's, like I said, it's getting the attention that it deserves, and it's found a nice little um home on Dias Records. Yeah, yeah. That, that's perfect for them. Yeah. And um, and like, you know, is it a debut? It is a debut.
2: No, record, no, right? no. Oh, they've already got another. Record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, if
1: it's the debut, then you know they're starting on. On a good trajectory. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, they're gonna be fucking huge in no time. Yeah. But um, yeah. Obviously, we we'll talked talking to you about them the other day. Hopefully, we'll get to see him in Fe- February yeah, yeah. So that'd be really fun. Um, Signature Brew. I'm interested in this place.
0: It's a cool little venue. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I saw Soul Glow there. Mm. Um, it the the stage is like it's kind of like weirdly like boxed in. Um, but yeah, it's a cool little venue.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, yeah, that's my number three.
0: Okay, so my number two is Highvis Blending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was very similar to so as I said, I saw them many moons ago. I think like they just put the demo out when and they supported Angel Dust, and I was a bit like, uh, I'm, I'm not really feeling this sort of thing. Um, and I saw them a couple of times prior. Um, and then they released their first record, No Sense, No Feeling, um, which kind of like weirdly you saying about that, um, like singing the song over in your head. So the intro track on um, No Sense, No Feeling is a song called Choose to Lose. And the riff just goes... And literally when we were a static shock for the... four days we were there, that was just the earworm <laughs> for everyone.
2: Um,
0: so, like, they, they've very much been a grower of a band for me. Because, like, off the, off that first record, Choose to Lose is the song. Like, mm. the rest of it is okay, but Choose to Lose is, like, the banger. Yeah. Sorry um,
1: Come back to Earworms, because I've got something I was, was going to mention earlier. I forgot to mention. Okay. Sorry, sorry, okay. Um, and then, obviously, like, they released
0: the singles for this. So I think they released "Fever Dream first and then Trauma Bonds.
1: What a, what a song.
0: Um, and like, yeah, just off that, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And then similarly to the Gridiron record, it's one that I just keep going back to over and over and over again. Um, I love how scouse Graham is. Um, but that also kind of like leans into that almost like brick pop influence mm. because like <clears throat> the, the music's not exactly like aggressive
1: no but like because Especially
0: of this yeah but because of his intonation you kind of get that like i don't want to say like liam and noel gallagher vibe but there is that kind of like that um what's the word Oh my god! What's the word like regional dialect? Like that really like makes this record like it it like really like elevates it in my opinion. Like if this was like like a brummie or like a cockney Londoner, I don't think it would have the same effect. Um, And like again, like he's talking about very difficult subjects like trauma bonds. I think is is about like him losing like a really close friend yeah. um and like there's like but even though it's like talking about tough subjects it feels like a really like hopeful record so it it doesn't feel like down in the dumps sort of yeah. thing okay, um which is really really cool um so yeah i like like you i just fucking love this record and yeah that yeah. was, was my number too and as you say Going to be seeing them again in February, which yeah, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to. Right, Earworm.
1: Oh, yes. What was the Earworm for Outbreak? <laughs> fucking
2: hell. <laughs> <laughs> one step closer, yeah, the, the Reach. <laughs> what
1: yeah. seemed funnier was um, how, how fucking hot oh, our air Airbnb Yeah, We had that one fan, and his, the oscillator switch was just... Oh it was like <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that was that was it.
0: But uh, so on that point though, they were very disappointing. Which I'm not
1: really a fan anyway, to be honest.
0: But, like that's the thing. Like mute. Like don't have heart. But that's why I like them because they they like it's always why you it's... like
1: a band that's less rock?
0: But it's it's like it's like worship, isn't it? it so, is, it is, yeah. but like they just can't do it live.
1: Oh, I did like that record that they put out there. That yeah. Was...
0: But yeah, because I saw them twice this year. Outbreak I thought they were pants. Yeah. And then when they tore with magnitude, magnitude
1: fucking blew them yeah. off the fucking stage. I'm not surprised. Um so yeah, your number two. My number two is Heaven and Heaven Is Here by Candy. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm I'm taken by that it's not on your report. No. So what was your first impressions of this record? Um Different and interesting. Mine were what have they done? <laughs> like it was almost a bit too intense, yeah. I was yeah. just like, it was like, fucking, wow, Jesus, like relaxed. But they, on a couple of listens, it kind of it clicked what they were going for, yeah, yeah. It was like this whole, uh, like, uh, electronic well, I guess it is electronic at times, it's like industrial, industrial, industrial yeah. that's the word, sorry, um, influence, but like, and everything else is ramped up to try and. Match that yeah, intensity, yeah. um, and yeah, I just I, I ended up loving it in the end. It yeah, very, it's, it's on my top 10 2022 list. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's it's it was a, it's an interesting one. This record, like, it is candy at their core, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So this
1: new dynamic, and it works so fucking well. Yeah, I think. Okay, question though, is it a hardcore record? This this is something else I was going to mention. So it's on relapse, Relapse, yeah, yeah. So, but it it reminds me of old an old relapse release. So I'm talking like today is the day, right? Okay, like that kind of era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like including like the production. Yeah, like it reminds me or kind of reminds me a little bit of like old Roadrunner death metal was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, more the production, but. It's got that rawness and roughness of like a old obituary record,
0: yeah, or yeah, old, I get that
1: old Napalm Death record. So that's this is the metal and hardcore side. It, that's where I'm putting that. Yeah, yeah, influences. yeah. But as for a record, like the riffs are fucking harder. Yeah, yeah. The vocals are so much more aggressive. Yeah, they're fucking like terrifying. I went for it. Yeah. On um Only thing I can take or leave is the noise track at yeah yeah don't usually last for it i'll be honest it's like nine minutes yeah yeah um but yeah this this pushed out another record to make this list because i i when i'm being really honest with, with myself i'm like oh, i did enjoy this a hell of a lot yeah, and yeah i listened to it quite a lot as well because it's you know it's token candy it's like what 20 minutes yeah of yeah candy? but yeah I thought, Again, I, the initial first initial listen did confused me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, but the single I was into, I was obviously excited for this record, but then I was, I don't know, I think, remember when I first heard it, I must surprise, surprised, surprised, I was probably like hung over and I was just like, what the fuck is yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, just, I'd love where they're at now. And yeah. I, because some of the tour packages are quite interesting, we've seen it. Yeah, but, yeah. So, but, but, They've got, like, um, electronic artists and stuff joining them on this yeah. But they've also got, like, Bib. Yeah. Which makes complete fucking sense. Yeah, actually. yeah. Because, like, he's... Uh, like, going back to the vocals, They've he's adopted this, like, delay pedal kind of thing. Yeah, which yeah. Which they, they do. Which makes it even more fucking terrifying. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see him again, Yeah,
0: honestly. that's the thing. Look, like, you can definitely see off the back of this record, like, they're kind of on the like full of hell trajectory sort of yeah sort of a little thing. bit yeah, yeah yeah
1: and also <clears> nice touch keeping in line with the um the theme of the artwork Outwork, yeah, which yeah. is like keeping consistent throughout all their releases now, the the title of the record and the record and the band name are never on the front. Cover, no which no it's fucking awesome yeah um yeah i fell in love with it like in a really weird way yeah I thought it's fucking
0: that's great. fair <laughs> um Right. Do you want to do honorable mentions before we do number ones, or do you want to do it afterwards? Whatever, well, man. Yeah, we can do. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do one honorable mention now, and then we'll do it. Do the rest of them afterwards. If Very I'm...
1: specific, but yeah.
0: Well, so there's a reason why. <laughs> so, this honorable mention would have been my number one. The reason it's not is because it's an EP. Uh,
1: is it Killing Place?
0: No. Oh, okay. Gang called Speed.
1: Fuck yeah! I'll <laughs> forget that!
0: <laughs> that record has not left my fucking yeah, yeah, ears. Yeah, yeah. It's everything I love about hardcore. It's fun. It's ridiculous to the max. But also it has riffs. It has them calling their own band name several times. It has beefy beatdowns. It has not, not on this... EP but on previous tracks they've used fucking air horns <laughs> <laughs> but like even though like they're a silly band they what they're talking about is very prevalent and serious because like I, I don't know if it's all members but I know like the majority are um, like native Australian yeah. um, or have native Australian like heritage Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, so they're, they're basically like talking about how like Australia has basically like dampened down like the culture of like um, like the Aborigines and yeah. and stuff like that, but they do it in such a way that like it's fun, which like is a weird thing to yeah, say, yeah. but and honestly, like this, I think the EP is only like ten fifteen minutes, but it just goes so fucking hard. Yeah. Um. Like loads of people were basically saying like this is the best TUI record that TUI yeah. didn't yeah. write sort of thing. <laughs> so. Um. And yeah, I like, I could not stop playing this. Like, Mm -hmm. I think um, Not That Nice and uh, New Toy were like two of my top five songs of the year. Um, So yeah, like, if this was a full length, it would have been my number one. Yeah, they're fucking boring off as well. Yeah. They're they're one
1: of the biggest brands in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go see see them twice. Twice? Because I got tickets to the New Across Inn which is going to be fucking mental. Fair enough. Um, But on that note, my actual number one is kind of adjacent, but not so much. And again, sticking with the theme of sophomore records, Little Greenhouse by Anxious.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: I absolutely fell in love with this record. And I will hold my hands up. I was not the biggest Anxious fan. I thought Never Better" was okay at a push um and then the two track ep they did new shapes was a slight improvement but still didn't blow me away mm. um i saw it as like a poor attempt at tiger's jaw was was how i kind of saw those records <sighs> yeah I, I and like they like again like they were okay but it it was just nothing that really grabs me but for some reason this record just I just fell in love with it immediately. Mm-hmm. They've really lent into like the emo side of it, but keeping like the hardcore influences. <clears throat> they, in my opinion, are the closest to taking the moniker of new title fight, yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, which I think is a big fucking claim. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just a really like nice record. Like the sing-alongs are fun. The, the lyrics are, are like really clever. And like, this is like, there's also kind of like a part of nostalgia to this for me, because like, if this came out when I was like 15, 16, this would have been like my emo dream sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So like, it was very much like a throwback in in that aspect. Why? Like, I really loved it. Like, The song in April is just, again, I think that was like one of my top songs of this year. It was one that just like when I saw them at Outbreak and then again um, touring with uh, Drug Church was like the banger Mm. because like they clearly know, like they clearly know their audience now, which Mm. I think is really interesting. Um, And I think like, you can see off the back of this record, because obviously, like, anxious started almost as like a subsidiary of One Step Closer, um, but now the the vocalist of of anxious, whose name I can't remember, has kind of like taken this and run with it, mm. and I think that's really helped them because I think before it was just like a oh I'll I'll get to it like when I can yeah, but now he's put a like emphasis into it. You can really see that on this record and he's kind of like taking the time to give it the the love and care that it needs. Mm. Um, and I think like off the back of like playing like Outbreak and like touring with with Drug Church and stuff, I can definitely see like them being like a gateway band for people getting into like more melodic hardcore and, and stuff like yeah, that. Sure. Um, So yeah, I just absolutely fucking adored this record. So my number one record of 2022 is Little Greenhouse by Anxious. Cool. Cool. So rounding things off, what is your number one? My
1: number one is my favorite record of this year. And it is... Why am I looking up? I know what it is. Um, Heavy Pendulum by Caving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like... Highly highly underrated that's not at all <laughs> well, not talked about enough yes i agree like why aren't why isn't this not number one in everyone's fucking list tell me that
0: i can't you can't can no you?
1: it's 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 fucking brilliant i love this record it fucking rocks it's it goes on for over an hour no skips amazing production um it's well it's it's God, it's a God City job, so yeah it yeah. sounds like a fucking convert track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is brilliant. Uh it's super, super fucking heavy. Probably their heaviest release yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um and they got Nate Newton now, which is filling Caleb's shoes. Yeah. Um rest in peace, Caleb. Um What what was also nice was um so they've got Nate on bass now and they've got um Oh, my God, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Stephen Brodsky. Yeah, it's now in Old, Old Moon, Moon, Moon. Yeah, so it's, it's still keeping in the family. But, um, yeah, it's just, I can put it on any time, and I do most times, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, it, it, so you've got cave as people know cave but which is like a super kind of experimental rock band, basically. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the cave that everyone knows the frantic hardcore band that they were when they first started. Yes, start, yeah. And you've got the Cave In, which is just like super heavy rock songs. Mm. And this is all of it pushed in together in one album and dialed up to another. Yeah, years. yeah. It's just like the, Brodsky's vocals are fantastic, the lyrics are fantastic, and yeah, just like the rest and the songwriting, just like all bangers. Seriously, all bangers. <laughs> Um, but he also, it, it there's other kind of more grungy influences, yeah, it as yeah. well. Like this, uh, I forget the name of the track now. Oh, the, the title track is like Super Soundgarden, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of you know that whole era as soon as that track comes on. Um, yeah, so this, I think this came out when it was in the middle of this baking hot, fucking yeah, summer. yeah, um. Yeah, it just really it just really fit the mood nicely. And I from what they've been through and like how these songs sound, it's just it's like a massive triumph. Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah, I feel and accompanied by that fantastic fucking artwork. Yeah. I wish I looked up who did it. I can't remember now. It look, kinda of looks like um what's this that guy from Baroness? Oh shit,
0: I know who you mean by yeah,
1: kind yeah, of yeah. it kinda of looks like something he would yeah, do, yeah, yeah. but I'm not Either, either. I could be wrong. But yeah, absolutely made my, my year this fucking record. Fucking nay. Um I, I do believe they've been announced for Art Tangent next
2: year.
1: Yes,
0: they so have. So that's me buying a ticket. Also they do it, um deaf Evan are doing Sunbathing in full at Art Tangent. So Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's got me getting a ticket. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> Can't over
1: Death Heaven.
0: <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> cool. So that is our, our collective Ten to ones, mm-hmm. um, as I say, just shout out a couple of honourable mentions. So the, the the number five spot that I said I was kind of like toying with which one should go there, and obviously I ultimately went with Fleshwater. Yeah. Um, but one that was potentially looking to go there was Age of Apocalypse, Grim Wisdom, because who doesn't love uh, Life Agony Worship? <laughs> the other one, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this uh it's the new birds and row record gris clean gris clean gris klein, gris klein. Yeah. yeah which i think for them was like <laughs> a huge step up from we already lost the world like it was them basically saying we own this genre now so fuck off
3: basically yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um it, it's a nice humble um escalation uh blah, blah, blah. Evolving yeah, guess, yeah, into
0: yeah. what they are now. Yeah. Um a late comer which nearly made my list was the new Little Sims record. Hell yeah. Because that was very good. Um uh, new Foxtails record was really cool. New Yearning record was really cool. One that I kind of like was a bit of a sleeper, but I kept going back to was the new um And So I Watch It From A record, which right. Like, they're one of those bands that I always kind of forget how much I enjoy them. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that was that one. Gangs of Youth was one that very nearly made my top ten. Mum Jean's new record, really good. Chopping Block, which is basically Mindset Worship, which, of course, I'm going to fucking love that. Mm. Um, New Spice record, because, again, can't not love that. Yeah. Um New Bad Breeding Record, which I was pleasantly surprised at. I didn't know they were
1: released yeah.
0: It, so. Um and weirdly, like there's another power violence band that nearly made my top ten a band called Brain Tournique. Um who's just like literally just like fuck you, power violence, which was really, really fun. Um Kenny Beats, new record, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um Mind Force, which was amazing. I mentioned my friends in Spark. They released a new record this year, which was really cool. Um, Candy Apple, new record. Jive Bombs, new record. Was fucking sick. Uh, there, They, There was really fucking cool.
1: Oh, yeah. That, 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 was, um, that was the first one for a while. Yeah, heard. yeah.
0: Um, Soul Blind, who I got to see live as well. That was really, really cool. Um, a little EP, which came out, which I thought is... It was a bit of fun. Uh, It's James from Harm's Way doing like a militant straight edge band called X Gatekeeper X. What's the name of the band, sorry? X Gatekeeper X. Oh, that's the name of the band. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. It's very, very fun. Cool. Um, Yeah. And that's pretty much it for my Honorable Mentions. There's loads, loads more, but they were the main ones that kind of like stuck with me. Cool. How about you?
1: Uh, Right. What have I got? Um, yeah, Age of Apocalypse, the same. Uh, Cloakroom, so yeah. Cloakroom was um, replaced by Hive's, right? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, their last album was on my list, so this was always going to be on the list. Yeah, yeah. I started listening to Hive's a lot more recently, and I was just, you know, they're going in there. Yeah, me. yeah. Uh, Big Thief, uh, double record from them. Always yeah. appreciate that. Malevolence.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about
1: AP, yeah. Album. Yeah.
0: Is it an album? Yeah. Oh okay.
1: Yeah. On Broken Glass, probably the best metal songs, yeah.
0: Though the, the still one of my favourite moments as well. We, <laughs> we were at Outbreak and they were the not so special secret guest and there was someone that stood in front of us that clearly didn't know who it was. <laughs> um and Malevolence flashed off on the screen and he immediately walked out. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was very good. Um I was gonna say Barty's Strange, but my I <laughs> changed it to Barter's stage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fucking super interesting on that one. Like so many different styles, Uh Drug Church. Oh yeah, fucking awesome record. Right, so oh, I'll ask you this: if uh, if there's a Tim core <laughs> what's the band? Oh God, obviously some sort of straight hardcore.
0: Yeah, band. yeah. Oh, I can't even think. The spot a little bit. Yeah, you have.
1: A little more melodic, have heart. So, kind of see the, kind only, of
0: stuff. the only, yeah, the only band that I can think of that's released an album this year is—I can never remember how to say it—Bethel Bet- 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 City, whatever it is. I don't know. No, okay,
1: but, yeah, just like that—that that sound. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. So mine is Simulacra.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, right. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's like that's g- that's, that's gin- g- g- yes. Yeah,
0: Sorry, right. <laughs> I thought you were saying what your album was was Timcore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, like that kind of
0: like the metallic influence yeah all
1: out war yeah fucking just balls to the wall, yeah i love all that shit uh kendrick lamar see i was really surprised that wasn't in your list it nearly was i mean i don't know why it wasn't i did love it but i think maybe because i don't overly saturated yeah maybe maybe. because like nearly every track on that is a single now so yeah yeah true but yeah obviously it's a fucking work of genius but yeah um, yeah, so I mentioned Killing Pace earlier. Yeah. That's Ginge Core on steroids. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love that. Dude. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, it's more powerful, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hardcore record. It is a record. It's technically a record. Yeah, it's yeah. It's an EP in length, but it's a record. Uh, Lore Karner. Yeah. Fucking outstanding. Um, I just wanted to mention those, that End and The Court Leader Split. Yeah. Yeah. And are oh, the fucking shit. Oh, they really are. so good. Like, like, not to undermine Cult Leader in any way, but like, those three tracks are just. Yeah. Oh. I think it's, when, when that, when that second track kicked in, it was like industrial. I was almost like,
2: oh,
1: oh no. <laughs> But uh, in the end, I was just like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mind Force. Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't on yours. Yeah. Um, something that really surprised me and turned me on to them Ithaca. Oh, okay. Fucking
3: amazing record.
1: Yeah, so good. Um, and I possibly my favorite EP is that um fugitive one. Yeah, power trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With obituary type vocals. Yeah, yeah. Fucking perfect. Uh, Fontaine's DC, love it. Love I st- the I st- I, st-
0: I need to give it more time. I just so they
1: they've definitely changed. Like, yeah, they they're definitely more kind of not heavier, but like more s- like. S- trudgingly yeah sort, yeah sort of sludgy kind of sounds there showing me The showing the body record oh, dude, i can't get into that balance. are you fucking
0: kidding i just can't do it that record's a fucking work of art <laughs> <laughs> it's so good
1: and what what they do around like kind of art and community yeah yeah i was yeah. well, like it's just awesome uh you probably haven't heard of uh, more sort of ambient kind of uh, it, he's a pianist at, at the soul but like what he does is incredible the old thing which always no. makes me laugh because it sounds like his name should be the other way around <laughs> yeah. um surprise drop by burial always appreciate. yeah that
0: was a cool record
1: and something that came out on, on neither of our list which is crazy it's by record yeah yeah it's fucking incredible it is very very good but the the first track in particular reminds me of like um you know when ross robinson was working with bands like blood brothers
2: and stuff yeah like that, yeah like
1: that kind of intensity yeah it yeah it's fucking awesome um oh, gotta be my ass yeah that's it yeah i'm just gonna have a little quick browse through what else because uh, there must be something else do 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 you can edit this out later. <laughs> what have we got? um yeah spice I had that on there as well Gankle speed of course um do 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 mentioned end um, that EP from More a Pleasure, yeah, that yeah, was fucking awesome. Um, I'd say that about wraps it up. There must be loads. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, one more. Uh, Danger Mouse and Black Thought collab.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't know that was uh, a thing.
1: Beautiful tribute to MF Doom. On yeah,
0: oh, sick. I'll have yeah, to check out. You should
1: watch the video for that as well. Like, okay. it's just it's kind of like that. They're, they're on there doing their thing, and then when the Doom. Uh, verse kicks in they just kind of stand in the corner and let that's in. very it's cool really fucking cool yeah uh, alchemist dropped a whole lot of stuff with different uh collabs as well yeah i'll, I'll, I'll keep going one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very very good um before we wrap things up anything that you're particularly looking forward to being released in 2023 i
1: can't remember oh shit what's coming up uh jesus are dropping stuff yeah um what else what else what else um that's all love f- oh uh Casia strain they've got stuff coming out next year um uh, oh no that's be about it i think yeah i, the
0: I think the big one for me is zulu fuck yeah of course yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's yeah. the one i'm most looking forward to
1: one of my highlights from my outbreak yeah yeah
0: they were fucking amazing mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that's coming out off the top of my head as you say jesus peace which that single was fucking yeah, mental yeah. like aaron's vocals on that are just like yeah really different yeah um yeah i can't think of anything else but yeah. i'm sure we'll be in for a treat as as always oh yes um but yeah Thank you again for welcoming, yeah, there yeah,
1: welcoming me into your beautiful home. Well, thank you. I was just want to say, like, one <laughs> thing is plainly obvious: is like you're, way, you're way more like articulate when it comes to like the records. Like you kind of go in on the themes and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, I like Fred Iron because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just like, I, I've. Super, like, rush this stuff together. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool, Riff. And yeah, he sounds good. And, and yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking my cool.
0: Um But yeah, that is going to be us for, for 2022. Um, having a little couple of weeks' break whilst I record some guests for the new year. So hopefully, we'll be back sort of mid January. Um, but as always, thank you for stopping by the Justin Inside podcast. And I will see you soon.
2: Bye.